Welcome to Community Association Car Chat. The number one nationally recognized community association video podcast. Join your host, David Velasco and Steve Roderick, advisors at JGS Insurance, a Baldwin Risk partner, every Monday as they catapult the multifamily industry forward by providing education and information about a host of topics that affect the community association world today. You can watch the show every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern live on LinkedIn or listen wherever you get your podcast as Dave and Steve give you your weekly dose of laughter and learning from the best in the industry. Let's get into this week's episode with our very special guest. I am pleased to tell you that today we have with us Mr. Jonathan Mosku, and he's the director of sports construction at My Backyard Sports. Jonathan, Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us. Could you tell us and our viewers a little bit about yourself and what you guys do over at My Backyard Sports? Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. So My Backyard Sports is a sports specialty construction company. All we do is sports. We do tennis. We do basketball. We do bocce, horseshoes, and of course, we do pickleball. Uh So what is the most popular of them all these days? We are seeing an awful lot of pickleball, but, you know, tennis is still is still big and people still need courts and people still need courts repaired we are finding that a lot of communities have courts that have been neglected or are just plain old old and you know need to either be repaired if possible or if there's structural damage be replaced but okay. we are seeing that a lot of people are if they have multiple courts converting you know one or two of those tennis courts into pickleball courts to satisfy oh, okay okay you know that, that brings up a good question because i'm seeing that a lot too when i go out site visits so how difficult is it to convert say a basketball court or, or a tennis court in, into pickleball is it like a big task or is it, is it not that bad it's not bad at all i mean if we're if we're talking about the court being in good shape and not needing any repairs it's just like putting a new paint job on so go you know go over the old the old lines and the old paint job with two coats of acrylic resurfacer and then line the court appropriately with you know the pickleball lines and supply new pickleball nets all right so how i mean i don't want to hold your feet to the fire here but like how much does it cost is it expensive and how long does it take to do the conversion of a court so let's say like now people might be thinking it's too late for the year we're not going to do it it's really dependent upon what needs to be done i mean if we're talking about a court that is in you know perfectly fine condition that we just need to repurpose for pickleball it's not terribly expensive and you know not terribly timely but again if we are talking about a court that has let's just say seen its time and we need to tear out that cord and put in court that takes some time especially since after asphalt is laid we need to wait 30 days for the oh. asphalt to cure and the chemicals to oxidize otherwise wow. you'll get a good paint job you'll get bubbles in your paint and then people call and start yelling at me and i'm not happy from a cost perspective and then ballpark of course as far as taking an older court that's in decent repair doesn't need a lot of repairs just take an older court to convert it versus actually starting from scratch and putting down the asphalt are we talking like are we talking like a 10 to 1 ratio is it is it 20 times more expensive like how much more expensive it is to build a, a new court from scratch oh probably about five times four or five times more expensive okay, okay. definitely something to consider then i guess 
Yeah, listen, at, at the end of the day, you want you want something that your community is going to use. A nice court is going to get used a lot more than a court that doesn't look as good. Right, so right. it's amazing how all of a sudden you repaint a court or, or resurface a court and everybody comes right back out and starts playing again. People like People like nice things. Okay. Follow-up question. So here in the Northeast part of the country, obviously we have four seasons, but is there a, is there a better time of year? Like when should boards start thinking about that kind of a project? Well, it's always best to start to plan early because, it, you know, there there is some time between the, the planning stage and the actual working stage. But we need to, you know, we need to be painting in, you know, warmer weather. You know, we can't, we can't lay asphalt or paint, you know, in, in cold weather. But get your price in the winter. Get your price in, and also just get on the schedule. You know, like sometimes we'll have camps call us in, you know, at the end of April and say, we, you know, well, we got our kids coming in two months. Well, you know, if we're just starting now, it's going to be really, really tough to, to meet that deadline. We just want people to plan ahead so that we could do the best that we can for them. So let me ask maybe a little bit of a selfish question. Maybe Steve and I may have some interest in it. How often do you do like courts for private residents? So let's say if Steve or I wanted to have like a, I don't know, a half basketball court in our backyard, or, or if he wants to have his horseshoe pit, like how often do you guys do that kind of stuff with great regularity it's a it's a very big part of our business as handling residential customers and they do some wonderful things i mean you know they they can get very creative when it's their own home i mean i think in a community it's sometimes you want to stick to the basics but some people they'll we've asked customers do pink and light blue basketball courts it's you know or or different colored tennis courts so yes residential work is is certainly something that we do interesting i could see you as a pink and pink and light blue driveway steve you know what if the wife says that's what she wants you know what they happy, say, happy, happy, happy life so you know that's that's what's got to be there. That's what's got to be there steve like, and the bosses i do have a quick follow-up question on that so let's say i have my driveway and let's say it's wide enough can i put lines on my driveway and just have like a, a yes we do we do court painting and lining for for driveways as well you know so that's sometimes the right solution for a customer all right well thank you for the information and uh, what kind of permits are typically required for an association to get or are you getting the permits or, or how does it all work we do not get the permits and the reason for that is that you know we we handle every town here in the new york you know, New York area. And as a result, we're, we're the outsiders when we go to a town hall, as opposed to the customer who's a taxpaying citizen and who's probably already established a relationship. So it's a lot easier for them to go directly to to the town for permitting and all of that kind Got of stuff. It. Got it. That hadn't even occurred to me about pulling permits. I have a, a, a less fun question, if you will, but it's oh. a really, really hot topic right now for all associations, whether they're little associations or giant, ginormous, huge retirement communities. Everybody's talking about maintenance right now, right? Everybody is, is really concerned with maintenance and upkeep of their property and then the assets of the community. So do you have any advice for communities? Keep it clean, you know, keep it, you know, power wash on low with some regularity and take, you know, take the nets down during the colder months because the tension on net posts are constantly pulling against each other. And that's where you'll, you'll usually get cracked. So if the court isn't in use, taking, taking the net down is really going to help a lot. And as far as like the, the maintenance you mentioned, like power washing on stuff, like is that like a once a year, two two times a year deal or how, how often? As see, as you see fit. You know, okay. I, I, I think the eye test kind of will, will tell you where at. But an asphalt court, you know, generally doesn't need, 
need too much, mate. Well, that's good to know. Now, I know one thing about you is that you are a former athlete. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Well, former is the most important part of this. But uh, yeah, I was uh, captain and uh, captain in first singles for my college tennis team back when dinosaurs were walking across the courts. And, you know, we had to fix those kind of potholes. And then after I was on Wall Street, when I was trying to figure out my next move, I was a tennis pro at, at the John McEnroe Academy for a couple of years. So then I got into to this and it combined my love for business and my love for sports and it's really just been a home run did you ever meet john McEnroe? i've met him before briefly yes as nice a guy as you'll ever meet he was such a genius on the tennis court that he just expected that level of perfection from everybody else who was involved in the match i can see that happen. but you you are right by one thing steve I, I'm, i'm a little bit on the younger side to to uh to know yeah, mike and Rowell, he, but my father was a big fan so the, the name was always around the house like because they're big in tennis john i thank you so much for for being on the show and sharing with us but we'd like to give our guests an opportunity to to just i don't know to recognize give a shout out to somebody who's been influential in their career along their path it could be a mentor just it could be be anything the, the mic is your John. It really wouldn't be fair to single any one person out. I've had so many people who've been so wonderful in guiding me and helping me to create, you know, what, what we've done here along the way. So it's, you know, if I had to thank any, you know, if I had to recognize anybody, it would be my father. But that's, you know, but I've, I've had so many terrific professional, professional people help to guide me, you know, in my career in various Outstanding. Points, whether it be on Wall Street and tennis or doing this. So, and not just guide me, but also help work with me because as everybody knows, you can't be a success on your own. You need a terrific team around you. And I've been really blessed. And, you know, in my backyard sports, we, we really try and deliver that experience, a terrific experience to people. And we work as a team and we work with people as partners. So that's how we do it. Thank you so much for taking the time to jump in with us. Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, Steve, we'll see you next week on Car Chat. And John, yep. I'll see you on the Pickleball Court. Thanks for listening to Community Association Car Chat Podcast. The number one nationally recognized community association video podcast. Go ahead and hit subscribe to get the latest podcast delivered straight to your phone or tablet each week. And remember, you can watch us live on LinkedIn every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Community Association Car Chat LinkedIn page.